Okay, we are back live here with Roger Homefield. We've gotten our issues resolved on our uh, internet end of things. And uh, we don't have an, a, a guest coming up here for at least another so-called minutes. So we may go a little longer with Roger Homefield. Uh, we have got the fantastic Roger Homefield. So first of all, earlier today... I was watching a little bit of this censorship hearing that turned into them wanting to censor someone. <laughs> RFK Jr. was yeah. up there being uh he was he was being uh it was on the record. Not that old Greta Van Susteren show from Fox News. But uh he was he was he was testifying on internet censorship and in the middle of this testimony debbie wasserman schultz who i cannot stand oh i can't stand turns around and wants to censor him (laughs) i'm like you literally cannot make this up they well part part of this is he was talking about um the disappearing middle class, which Democrats don't like that either. Mm-hmm. They don't want to talk about that because it's supposed to be the elites and then the poor. No, we don't talk about those people in the middle. So it was it was quite the deal. So so I wanted to start there with you today. <laughs> with the censorship or uh, yes, well, with the whole I, thing, and then we'll get into we'll get into the stuff uh, that you've you've got prepared statements. I'm assuming. Well, but censorship, you've got censorship, you've got the border, you've got energy, right? It's its like one of the dozens of issues, right? Yes. And and we could spend the rest of our time on Earth parsing each one and pulling our hair out and saying, why are they doing this, yada, yada, da? But it's all connected to one thing. And we've yes. got to get right to the heart of it. I mean, I mean, sometime down the road. No, the censorship is disgusting. It's a... Uh, it started the day before the election. The New York Post, one of the most respected, one of the older newspapers uh, in America, came out with a spot-on, accurate bombshell uh, write-up, which was promptly, have you ever seen this before, Jiggy? It was a complete blackout. It wasn't on social media. It wasn't on TV. It wasn't, it wasn't like anywhere. It's like they literally were able to get all of media to seal themselves up at once. Now think about that. All the different aspects of media, they were able with a snap of a finger to just get that, to tell them, you don't pass that story on. Don't, don't you know, just bury the story. Uh, the election would have absolutely been different had that been revealed to the people. You know, so once again, that comes back to, was there election fraud? Well, are you talking about on the day of the election or in general that absolutely was? But um, anyway, go ahead, Jimmy. So besides all this, what else is going on in your world? Oh, you don't want to go. Uh, on one <laughs> hand, I'm worried about the end of the world, right? And on the other hand, I've got my, my softball game. <laughs> and I, at some times... Uh, I really don't know which one is more important. No, I know that sounds glib and and silly, and uh, but this senior softball thing is like an alternate reality, okay? 
And it was bases loaded, two out, and uh, I didn't do the deal. Okay, so I'm not happy about that. But it, it, it keeps you challenged all the time. Um, no, Jiggy, it's been driving me nuts for a long time. That's why I had this, like, long list. We don't have to go through all of them, obviously. But there have been so many things that we have given up as Americans and as a culture, as the left, you know, you give them an inch, they take a mile. And they're, they're very yeah. orchestrated. They're cohesive. We don't have anything. We don't even have a dirty tricks department. We, we, we need a department to, to just offset them or to, or to defend against them. But can I just go down the list? Just yes, the let's go, baby. Let's and go. We by, got time. By, let's go. By, it's called stretching, folks. By no, <laughs> means, is, by no means is this everything. This is just something that, you know, came right out. Uh, they destroyed the American way. <clears throat> Christmas. Years ago, they said, there's no war on Christmas, which means there's a war on Christmas. <laughs> that's exactly when they said there's no war. That's what it means. There was a war on Christmas. I remember when the towns used to have lighting across the street in every yep. town. And you know something, ladies and gentlemen? Oh, am I not supposed to say ladies and gentlemen? Well, that's too bad. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we used to have all kinds of Christmas lights and... The music was, it was the one time a year where people actually listened to spiritual, beautiful music together, especially, uh, yeah. because the music today, it, it's not that, it's just not like that. It doesn't have that tenderness. It doesn't have that love in it. Uh, so Christmas is really a great thing. And um, what people don't realize, it doesn't even matter about uh, what religion you are. It's a national holiday. Yep. Christmas is an, yep. and it's for the kids. But what have we done for the kids? We've taken away Christmas. And we asked them at seven if they're gender fluid, like the kids supposed to. I don't even know what the hell that means. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Folks, you grow up, and as you go through school, you go through puberty, and we've been doing it for I don't know how many thousands of years. We didn't have to have any liberal <laughs> teachers ask us what. <laughs> Is going on down in our private parts and in our brains. <laughs> it's just unbelievable, Jiggy. Uh, I, I think they're just trying to prove that that the masses will accept anything, and I think perhaps that's what we're being conditioned for. They want to show that we will literally accept sending our kids to school at seven years old, and the first question out of a teacher's mouth to this kid is, uh, "Is he gender fluid?" Look, it's a process. It's part of growing up. There may be men, there may be boys that are very effeminate that grow up to be very macho. It doesn't make it, or, or the other way around. It doesn't make any difference. Um, there was a, uh, what was it, Mr. Rogers? Mr. Rogers had a very yeah. delicate tone about himself, right? Yeah. This guy was a war hero. He was a freaking war hero. So who are these people? Who are these teachers? It's like it's like Seinfeld used to say. Who are these people? Think about it. You know, you have to go to a specialist for anything. What the hell do they know about seven-year-old puberty and and what fluidity they have in their gender? I mean, it's it's just uh, it's amazing, really, that the parents are putting up with it. It's amazing they're putting up with it, and I I hope you know. I I hope it either gets to the point. I hope it either stops, or hope it gets to the point where we stop putting up with it. And let the chips fall where they are. Okay? Uh, Halloween, forget it. Can't have that. Oh, no, 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 no. It's, you know, that, that offends too many people. One Halloween. <laughs> it offends too many okay, people. Okay, there was a Muslim. It was Halloween. 
And a Muslim was insulted by this mask. Somebody had a mask, I guess, of an Arab or a terrorist, something of that nature. And he hauls off and, and punches him in the face. They go to court, they go to trial. Just says, oh, well, that's all right. He was insulted. You see, in Islam, assault. It, it, it doesn't mean <laughs> that's what that is. Insulted. it doesn't matter even if something is right or wrong. If you're insulted, just for general knowledge, you know this works. If you're insulted in Islam, it doesn't matter if it's right or wrong. It's still considered, you'll recognize this friend, hate speech. If they don't <laughs> like what you say about them, right or wrong, true or not, it's hate speech. And it could be off with your head. So in these ass clouds we have here in America, what you hear about is this hate speech, hate speech. It's always it's the people with the little stop the hate signs in the yard. They're the ones doing all the hate. But uh, yeah, it, uh, it, it's just it goes on. Okay, the Boy Scouts. We don't have the Boy Scouts anymore. I mean, I don't know if we don't have them. Maybe they're, they're very diminished. You certainly don't hear about them or see about them anymore. I can't imagine we have Cub Scouts anymore. And it began with gay people being assured the right that they can join the Boy Scouts. And that sounds reasonable, right? Yeah. So, so the Boy Scouts said, that's reasonable. We can't, you know, uh, we don't want to not grant you that. So they did. So then what happened? So then the activists, and it's not the gay community, it's the activists. I don't even think they care about the gay community. Um, then they come back and they say, well, uh, we should be able to be um, group leaders, like scout leaders, like the adult that takes them. And we should be able to take them to camping and everything and anything else. And then after that, lawsuits followed because, of course, there were problems. Uh, so, you know, sometimes yeah. common sense is, uh, well, it's just a thing of the past uh, in this country. So is romance. <laughs> That's certainly a thing of the past. Romance? I wonder if kids even know what that word means. Think oh, about I'm it. sure they don't. Romance. <laughs> I'm sure they don't. Chivalry. Right? I mean, that that's even more obscure than romance. Uh, sportsmanship would be another thing. That would be even more remote than both of those. Because in today's sports, you jump yeah. on the guy's head, you go, yeah, I'm great, I'm number one. There's no such thing as sportsmanship. It doesn't appear to me. And the biggest, well, one of the large problems is that we have lost our melting pot. We were always proud yeah. to be the melting pot, which means, folks, you come into America, you're coming into America because you love America, you love Americans, and you want to join us in what we are doing, and you jump in the melting pot along with everybody else, and we're America. We're not all these separate little groups, this multiculturalism crap, which they try to pour on everybody as being, <laughs> oh, such a wonderful thing. It's not a wonderful thing. It's intended to split the culture, period. Uh, Merkel, and, and I think it was Macron, and I remember this well because I, I cross-referenced it because I had the show at that time. They said on the same. They said that multiculturalism was an abject failure. Anyway, but they certainly have a lot of it in their countries. Um, unity, obviously, we don't have unity. <laughs> unity, what does that word unity? Uh, kind of like the, <laughs> who was the football coach? The playoffs. The playoffs. Playoffs. <laughs> For real, playoffs. Like the playoffs. 
That's one of, that's one of my favorite Unity. favorite clips. And, and uh, <laughs> Unity has been replaced by class warfare. Right? And what really breaks my heart, and I'll tell you the lizard story one time because it relates to this. The lizard found, story? What's the lizard placards. story? I found these big placards in the garage to guide the lizard out of the house. And these were like 14-year-old placards from the uh, protest days, the Tea Party. <laughs> and uh, one of the big placards said, stop killing the American dream. They've been killing it all along. Uh, that is their very intention. That's, that's why they attack everything that's important to this country, whether it be the things that we just talked about, uh, or patriotism itself, um, respect and civility. We don't have that either. We've lost, these are all the things that we're losing. We're just, this is just a little pittance of, of things here on this list. Uh, they will say, we'll probably say, oh, that's Trump because he's so nasty. Uh, no, that's not what I'm referring to, uh, I don't think. Um, it started back, remember when uh, Bush was president? And the, uh, the White House press corps were literally like a, a, a room of hyenas. Uh, of course, they were no better with room Trump. You know, they got, they got warmed up with that. But uh, room full of hyenas. There's no civility. There's no respect. I hope I didn't go over the top in your estimation uh, last week. when I <laughs> No, called you're good. I called him Mr. Root. You know why? I've never met the man. I never met the man. So I call him Mr. Root instead of Wayne. It. I love it. I, I, I mean, you know, it's, it's called respect. Okay, we don't have the news anymore. That's We can kiss our arses goodbye with that. And, you know, when Trump first came out and he said the fake news, I think a, a lot of people, even, even we supporters of him, thought in the very beginning that he was going maybe a little over the top of it, that a little far. And no, that wasn't the case at all. The case was that it's far, 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 far worse than we ever suspected. You know, but, I mean, especially that we find out about the spying and all, all, everything. Um, so the fake news, it, it's worse than fake news. It's an agenda-driven news. It's a propaganda news. It's like yep. TAS. It's like TAS or Pravda that we learned about in, in Russia. They're not only no better, they're worse. They're worse because who would suspect them? You know, they're supposed to be an American press. That. So uh, that, that's really quite the distressing. The FBI, oh my God, please. <laughs> I know it's not everybody. It's not all you guys. I'm sure it's not even a majority. Let's not hope. But let's just say it used to be bum, bum, bum. Right? It's really it's really a disgrace. I mean, they're just overtly indicting people that are wanting to come out and speak against uh, Biden that have that have some uh, whistleblower information. Um, and it's not even done in the dead of night or anything. It's just it's really it's really like they don't care. They don't care what we think. They don't care. Uh, and, and apparently, you know, there are not enough strong Republicans to make them care, or they would all have their arses parked on the Capitol steps singing Kumbaya like the Democrats. Oh, the, you know, the Democrats, vote. 
they show this unity and they're not going to leave and they have their demands. And yet we have all these outrageous things that happen to us. And where are they? I mean, yeah, we've got Jim Jordan, Devin Nunes, and sure, yeah, we've got, what, a dozen or so? It should be, it should be all of them. All of them. They are AWOL. They're all missing in action. Then they want your money. It's, uh, well, what, what next do we have here? Those, the CIA. Yeah, the same thing. But one thing, I got to thank John Brennan for this because he's at my all-time, he should be one of the first to go to prison as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> he should be one of the first <laughs> oh, to go absolutely. to prison. Oh, absolutely. He was in all this crap with the spying and everything. But he was responsible for there being a document of the memo that Hillary Clinton, and he told this to Obama and Biden because they were in the room. And he's reading the memo. I, I don't know if he was reading it or just paraphrasing it. Yeah. And told them that Hillary, in an attempt to distract from her 33,000 emails, was concocting a plan to hook Trump with Russia so they could frame him and try to unseat a sitting president. But if nothing else, it would deflect the story away from her emails. Now, I'm not making this up. This is true. This is fact. How many Americans know this? Not enough. That's for sure. So it goes on and on. Then you got the IRS. You remember, remember Lois Lerner of the IRS? Jiggy? Yes. Unfortunately, right? I do. And, and, it, and it came out that they weren't giving the uh, tax breaks to the Tea Parties that were nonprofits. Do you remember when Bill O'Reilly, at halftime of the Super Bowl, interviewed President Barack Obama? Yes. And he, and he asked him about this. He says, well, um, Mr. President, isn't it just a, a, a little bit of, uh, of stuff maybe that, that went on there against, against the conservatives? And uh, Obama, no, not even a smidgen. Not even a smidgen. You know, there has never been a smidgen of truth. <laughs> there has never been a smidgen of truth out of that man. And I know everybody wanted to believe he was such a great guy. But he wasn't and he isn't. He's a liar. No, Period. and I'll and I'll tell you he uh, he he also uh, I interviewed and in fact I'm going to try to get her on with you at some stage of the game. I interviewed a woman who was a private investigator who realized that years ago Barack Obama ended up stealing someone's social security number and using that as his own. <laughs> I'm not I'm not that surprised. Look, he's got his name was Barry Sotaro. Yes. I mean, yes. you know, his name is Barry Sotaro. How come people don't know this? And uh, Barry Sotaro, yep, that all was it. Stories about people when he he was living, he was living in the apartment with Bill Ayers, and and Bernard that the, the door, I think, I I think that's a couple, right? Yeah. And he was staying with them. These are revolutionaries. They were revolutionaries. And somebody said they met him, and he was talking, and he said, yeah, he's gonna be uh, he's gonna be president one day. Anyway. Uh, we can go on. There's a guy, Tom Fife, that had an incredible story, but I, I won't I won't get stuck in the mud there. Uh, elections. We don't have elections that we used to have. We used to have real elections, folks. They were over at 10 p.m. They were yep, over. Yep. 
Okay, then the first then we had this debacle with Bush and and uh, and, and the climate whack job and uh, Gore. And since then, we haven't had elections. Not, I mean, not normal elections. You can't wait a month to find out who the hell is in office. How can the country get anything done that way? And we're not yeah. just talking like, you know, for an alderman or something. We're talking about the damn president of the United States. <laughs> alderman! That's I mean, awesome. Well, <laughs> military strength is a thing of the past. I mean, the first yeah. thing Obama did, and I'm finally hearing other people saying it, is that every single thing, because I used to tear my hair out with this, I said this, Every single thing that Obama did weakened America, weakened America. And it, it warms my heart to finally hear some other, other people saying that. Uh, and of course, Biden does the same thing. Biden, Obama, Obama, Biden. It's, it's the same administration, really. Um, so our military strength is, is, is back in the toilet again. Uh, whereas with Obama, it was the rules of engagement, what these guys had to go through uh, in Afghanistan and such. They were getting picked off and they, they couldn't do... They couldn't do anything because they weren't allowed to wake up the civilians with noise of gunfire. Anyway, I'm not going to get off off the path with that. Ah, but our, mili wow. our military strength is, is, is taking a, a dive after Trump had it really built up. And it's but where is their attention on gender? Uh, on all this nonsense? I mean, is, is the is the name is the 18 year old Navy guy supposed to be thinking and Wondering about the other Navy guy that's like on the bunk bed just above him. I mean, this is all a distraction. For the military is there to kill people. People that want to kill us. Yep. It's not a playground. It's not a social engineering laboratory. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, so our military ability is very... is. I'm, I'm sure we have the military ability, but we certainly don't have the leaders in there now either. And we are getting light on the armor. Uh, gee, could you imagine if Trump would have told people that we're low on ammunition? <laughs> I don't think that would have gone over too well. Um, safety. Oh, just a little one. Here, what is this on the list? Safe, number 17 on the safety. <laughs> Look what's happened to your safety from the day Biden was elected. Yeah, I rest my case. I mean, the things that make a society a civilized society is how we treat our kids, how we treat our old, and if everyone can live in safety and going about their business. That's gone. I mean, it may be okay for me. I'm six one. I live in I live in Florida, but it's like I said the other day. What would happen if I had a, a red Trump hat on and I decided to go for a stroll in Times Square? <laughs> you think I would make it out of there with that hat? No. Or my head? No. And I have to question, you know, so there we go. So our safety, uh, lawfulness, well, it goes right with that. What we see today going on, and it's still going on, and no one is still doing anything about it. The video of people just walking in, walking out with all these bicycles. And then we hear the stories about how if you're a security guard or a manager of the store or whatever, an employee that tries to stop them, you get fired. Good Lord. I mean, you can't make this up. And it's been consistent. It's been consistent. So basically, they're being, you tell a security guard that's supposed to secure the store, 
uh, just let them come up and take what they want, as long as I guess it's not more than $950 or some, some insanity. So, look, I, I am allergic to BS. And that's kind of why I, I literally am allergic to it. Uh, I, I bet a lot of people are. And uh, I had a friend, he drove Greyhound bus. He was a musician in Canada. He's passed on now, so I can tell the story. He asked me not to because he didn't want to get in trouble. Because on his compensation disability, it says, what's his medical uh, issue? And it was, he's allergic to bull, BS. So uh, I, they recognize it. So uh, anyway, that's really how I feel about things. I, I can't really cope. With, I don't, let's say another way is saying it, I, I can't cope with insanity uh, when I don't understand why other people are having as difficult a time as I am in coping with it. Uh, our culture, it needs, doesn't need to be said uh, what we're losing. The culture, of course, in general, we're losing, whether, whether it's Christmas or Halloween or the Boy Scouts or any of those other things that we mentioned just a few minutes ago. It's the very heart of what they're trying to destroy. They, being the leftists, those that would do the bidding of the New World Order, those that hate America, anarchists, communists, socialists. And by the way, folks, I'm sorry, but these are all the people that would be very happy to see the Democrats win again. What does that tell you? Is that the team you want to on? No. Uh, <laughs> natural demographics. We no longer have natural demographics. We've been socially engineered. We've never been consulted. There was no conversation. Do you remember a conversation about this ever? 20, 30, 40, 50, you know, whatever they decided. We will stop having educated white professionals from Europe come in the country. That They're going to go to the bottom of the list. Uh, Look, maybe there's some virtue in that. But they never consulted with the American people. So the demographic, the demographics in this country are completely turned upside down, which into itself is okay if it was natural. But I don't like to be socially engineered. I don't like the country to be socially engineered. And that's what that was. And like I say, it's really amazing. Nobody talks about it. But... Why wasn't that a debate? Why wasn't it discussed? Why wasn't it voted on? But it wasn't. So we've lost our natural demographics, and we're continuing to with the rate that the illegals are gushing in on the southern border. Now, look, these are not like your husband, wife, and little child, like in the Magnificent Seven. I used to be so proud to be an American that, you know, our guy, that it was always like the thing about America is that you could have a husband, wife, and a little child and be safe. And that was the difference between us and a little village in Mexico where they had the banditos running around. It was craziness, <laughs> right? Right? And it's like, we were the sophisticated ones. We didn't have that happening here. Well, we sure as hell do now. Uh, the economy is number 21. Where do you start and end with that? I mean, once again, in two and a half years, they've decimated the best economy we ever had. The numbers were the best for Latinos, for African-Americans, Blacks, I still don't know what, what words to use there, uh, Asians, whatever, it, it was better for everybody. And you know, they call Trump the racist. Trump has been saying all along that his policies are for everybody. Yeah. They're for everyone. So 
what, you know, they don't want to get it because they simply don't want to get it. They don't want to hear that part of it. Um, but nonetheless, that's part of their narrative, part of the crap. What do we have next? The uh, energy independence. Unbelievable. Un you know, for a spit in time, I tried to get out of music. I became a commodities broker and oil. And I'm very familiar with this. And I remember a long time ago when we wanted to drill and the Democrats said, no, heck, that would take 10 years. Uh, well, hey, time passes like in a split second anyway. But to go from energy independent to where we were going to actually be energy dominant, exporting energy to now having to get it from Venezuela, uh, it's beyond comprehension. It's only so that they look good to the base, to the rabid, crazy base that's anti-everything, anti-oil. Oh, no, so we're not drilling, but we'll get it from those that are. And, and that's supposed to be okay. That, that makes it okay. Absolute insanity. Absolute insanity. Energy, uh, energy independence, yeah. Well, and, and the thing is, if Trump came back, we could get that back very quickly. Not that quickly, because for these companies to start up in all this gear and everything, uh, it, it's really, it's criminal what they've done to this country. Especially because, in my estimation, it's all by design. It's all intentional. And what does that mean? That's treason. That's how I see it. They want to come pick me up for that? Bring it on. But to me, that's treason. What else do you call it when you're working against the United States of America and you're in the government? <laughs> and that's what they do. That's what they do. Oh, here's another one. Uh, 23, parental control. <clears throat> Off the charts, folks. You send your seven-year-old to elementary school to be quizzed about his or her sexuality and do they ever think they like somebody of the same sex and this and that and do they know how to masturbate? <laughs> Who are these teachers? How is it that every school, every community in the whole country is doing that crap? Once again, because this is all tentacles coming from this new world order, this agenda 21, all this crap that if we don't get together as a country and all get on the same page, we're not going to have any shot at withstanding that. That's why I asked uh, Wayne Allen Root that last week. Is it too late? I respected his answer because he was being painfully honest. He says it's likely too late. It's not too late, but the window's closing and there's not all that much left. And if we're going to do nothing but squabble over what bathroom to go to for the next couple of years, and that's the reason, that's the smokescreen to everything. Get everybody fighting about all this nonsense. And meanwhile, we're going to lose America. I don't think people understand Agenda 21. That's United Nations Agenda 21. We're signed on to it with 179 countries. Believe it or not, in that we secede our sovereignty. And we no longer follow the laws of the Constitution. We follow the laws of the globalists, of the United Nations. Am I wrong, Jiggy? Am I... Am I, am I saying this you're, incorrectly? You're on point, my man. You're on point. Nobody knows this, Jiggy. Nobody knows this. And, uh, oh boy, I wish I didn't love the country so much, but I, I just had such a great childhood. Such a great childhood. Superman, truth, justice, and the American way, and I was always proud of that 
look, I'm not naive completely, folks. I'm naive, but not completely naive. I know we did some bad things, and there's things behind the curtain, and there's things under the rug. But for the most part, we were the moral leadership of the world. We're not now. We're not now. I mean, it used to be that the American dream, if, if you were a political prisoner in the middle of Timbuktu or wherever, uh, <laughs> or and wherever. you're in the middle of a political prison, at least that political prisoner was able to dream about what would happen if he escaped or a genie came and, and somehow he got to the United States of America and he could be free. He could at least have that stinking dream in the cell. And now he can't. You know why? Because we have our own stinking political prisoners. <laughs> the January Sixers. Who are suing, uh, I understand they're suing CNN or someone. I hope they just sue them out of existence once, <laughs> once and for all. You know, how many existence. incidents do you need with that, that Sandman kid? Like, enough of this, really. Uh, uh, what's the next number we have here? Parental control. Yeah, so the parents, Jiggy, they never would have learned anything about it if it wasn't for the pandemic homeschooling thing and, you know, over the Internet. And then when they were outraged, what happens? Oh, the soft-spoken uh, garlands. Merrick Garland, oh, yeah, he's so sick of the FBI on parents because they have the balls and they care about their kids and they love their kids enough to go to the school board. It's not easy to speak publicly, ladies and gentlemen. It's not easy at all. Even for me, you know, I was a professional. I was an entertainer. It's not easy to do it. And, and especially in a setting like that. Where you're standing up and, you, got, you know, the, the way they got the room set up now is. And uh, it's very difficult for these civilians to get up there and talk. They're tremoring. They've got pages to read. It's very difficult for them. And so what do these SOBs do? They sick the FBI on them. There's no other people more important yeah. for the FBI to spend their time with, right? American pride. I mean, I have American pride, don't get me wrong. But they don't want you to. Nope. They don't want you to. That's why I don't stand for the flag. Sit down, remember all that crap? <laughs> Look, this all comes together, Jiggy. This all, all this stuff that's been happening is because they're trying to rot our country from within. And unfortunately, they're doing a very good job. There's no pushback. And when there is pushback... You have the, uh, the you know, the parents with the FBI. And you have, uh, I brought this up before, the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers. Now, I'm not going to testify to the agenda of each and every one of everyone that, that were in those groups. But I know a little bit about it. And it's, I think there's a, a, a substantial chance that they've completely railroaded, all right, accused of being uh, white supremacists. Enrico Tarius was the founder of the Proud Boys. And he was not the only Latin or black there. So what does the left say? Oh, he doesn't count because he's just a useful idiot for the white supremacists. You see how that works, folks? You can't win with that. Yep. They're revolutionaries. They want to kill America. They hate America. And they probably hate you, too. <laughs> if, if you love America, they hate you, too. If you love Christmas, they probably hate you. They're sick. And Christmas was for the kids. Like they care about today's kids, right? With a, 
The Democrats are like, oh, the children, Pelosi, the children, it's for the children. No one has ever done more damage to American children than this abominable administration. They should be held accountable. They should go to prison. How many thousands of our kids are going to be screwed up for their entire lives? A generation of them? I mean, this has been going on for quite a while. They've been politically polluted to hate America. They, they've been racially, complete, uh, uh, sexually completely confused. Like, oh, well, maybe we should try that because, hey, everybody is celebrating uh, uh, the rainbow. Everybody celebrates the gay pride. I want to be, be hip. I want to be uh, uh, like my peers. I want to be as good as everybody else. I, I guess, uh, yeah, I, I want to be a girl. And they don't, they don't damn well that's what they're doing. I mean, come on, when you celebrate it, and then you go, oh, what choice? I, it's just, how are they allowed to ask any of these questions when you think about not too long ago what would be considered sexual harassment in school? So in other words, you can ask a seven-year-old if he thinks he should be a girl, and do they know anything about masturbation and this and that, but if you winked at one of the girls in the school or asked her out on a date, you might get hit with a sexual harassment complaint. Yep. Do we see what's going on here, folks? So you get a sexual harassment complaint, but it's okay to walk into a girl's bathroom or locker room. And it goes on and on. But uh, I, I don't know at what point everyone will stand up screaming for some common sense. You know, and somebody said the other day that the conservative thing, it just really is about common sense. And that's really all I've ever thought about regarding Trump. The other stuff, you know, his style and this and that, I find it entertaining. I used to cringe sometimes and I was afraid that it would hurt things, but I got over that. I said, no, let him do his thing. However, he got us to this point. If we love what he's doing, who am I to uh, complain and criticize how he does it? Just get it done because I'm too nice a guy. I'm a nice guy. I would not have gotten a lot of the things done that he got done because he had to really push to get things done. Like the wall when they wouldn't give him a dime for it. So to me, Trump is nothing more really than common sense. He's been saying that all along. And uh, I mean, he's absolutely, absolutely correct. Uh, American pride, American, huh? You know, and they're all a little different. They're not the same. American pride, American stability. Oh my God. The instability in this country um, I guess there was a lot of instability on September 12th. We didn't know if we were going to get attacked again. And those were not good times whatsoever. And the anthrax was a terrible, terrible thing. Um, but for a protracted period of time like what we have now, you don't know what's going to happen with the dollar, with the oil, with our enemies, with, you know, it's, with the kids. It's just yep. we're surrounded by insanity that's being foisted on this country and uh so stability is the last thing we have in america and it's painful to say that it really is uh how about american american leadership and america's role as a superpower we may as well have clarabelle running this country <laughs> and mr bean in the administration have you seen the people in the administration and their qualifications are nothing more than, oh, well, this one represents, uh, I guess one is a transgender female, and uh, it, it just goes on and on. Look, that's fine, folks. 
You want to put on a dress? Do do whatever you want. This is a free country. And, you know, the thing is, it's never been against the law to do that. Now, if there was any gay bashing and people got beat up for it, that's against the law. And they should be prosecuted. And they should be held accountable. So, but this thing about celebrating and deifying people that choose to not go along with the crowd. Contrarian, deviation. I guess if you use that word, then now I'm a terrible bigot for it. No, the word has a meaning. It's a meaning of the word, that's all. And, uh, but it's got to be by merit, not by your skin color or your religion or your sexual preference. I mean, this is so adolescent. It's, be, it's before adolescent. And we're talking about the president of the United States, the administration of the United States of America. What kind of example is that for the kids? Then again, they're getting it right in school, the critical race theory, uh, to be racists. They're being taught to be racists. The American dollar. How long are we still going to have the American dollar, Jiggy? How long will we even <laughs> have it? And people don't know what to do. They say, well, should we take our money out of the bank? What good would that do? Would the money we have in our hand, would that do any good anyway? And folks, just so you know, it looks like we're headed to what's called digital banking. Okay, that's bad enough. But if they attach social credit score to the digital banking, that is the end of your freedom, your privacy, and everything. Because what they will basically, as an example, they'll say, oh, you are not pro you are not pro-pronouns, okay? You're not for the pronouns. You don't recognize the pronouns of the gender. They can say, well, that's going to cost you 20 credits, and uh, you're not going to be entitled to spend 20 credits on this or that, or you may not be able to take it out all. Uh, this is not, I'm not inventing this. China invented it. And there was a CEO on TV yesterday. He was talking about forcing behavior. You can't just... In other words, here's the CEO of a company, and he's saying that you have to force people's behavioral change. And then I started to think, and I feel sorry for my fellow Americans, because it's easy for me to say all these years, stand up, speak up, speak out. I don't work for a company. I don't wear a jacket, and I'm not IBM, they all with the blue shirts and everything. Uh, I don't have that peer pressure. I don't have to deal with bosses, because I was in music my whole life. Sure, I had a a band leader boss, a buddy rich or this or that, but I didn't have corporate. I didn't have corporate management. I was a free agent. We all were. So I, I really need to be more sympathetic and empathetic to those of you out there that have your hands tied because you're afraid if you speak out, you're going to hurt your family. And this is because we've descended into mob rule and into the cancel culture. And this is really disgusting stuff. It couldn't be more un-American. It couldn't be more un-American than that. I hope to God there's still a chance. Uh, I'm going to ask uh, uh, Chad more that. I want to know what he thinks. I want to know what uh, Tucker Carlson thinks about that. Um, and also if they think that, yes, all this stuff is happening because of the new world order. Uh, the American dollar, our credibility, you go for one is worse than the next. You have to laugh at each one, the American dollar, down the tree. Credibility worldwide? Credibility? Yeah, they can rely on us. They can rely on us to do the wrong thing at every step.
That's what we've been doing. Uh, credibility. That's a big one, don't you think, Jiggy? Yep. I mean, when before did the rest of the world say, well, don't bother sending anybody here to watch our elections because, because yours are rigged. <laughs> well, they are. And they are. They're slanted. And it's just overall with a whole uh, bunch of reasons. So American leadership, we cannot continue to have people, the quality, the likes of Kamala Harris as a vice president. Biden, forget the age thing, folks. Forget the age. The age is meaningless. He was a jerk 50 years ago. It's all on tape. You can see it. And there's a wonderful video I love that he's extolling his prowess of intellect to this room full of people and telling him how he was the head of the class and he did this and he did that. And he literally was like listing all these things. Every single thing was a complete lie. Now, doesn't somebody freak you out that's capable of doing that? And that is our president. I knew one, I had a friend like that. Obviously, I won't mention his name. And he always made up stuff. I've always been with a dozen girls and everything. Yeah, yeah, right. We're in sixth grade, you know. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> That's awesome. Jiggy, it's We're the in same sixth grade. Thing. Come on. I mean, just stuff would come out of his mouth. Come on. You know, this braggadocious stuff, none of which is true. And uh, Biden is a sick cat. I mean, he's a serial liar. He really is. And he doesn't seem to have any shame about it. But uh, that's the way that is. Uh, so our credibility, our reliability to our allies, I, I don't think we're very reliable to our allies anymore. Just ask anybody in Afghanistan. And once again, the guys with the white hats, that we, we were the ones that kept the world, or we tried to keep the world as civilized as it could be, and then look what we have created. Look at the savagery that we have unleashed on these Afghan people. Because for 20 years, they were not under the Taliban rule. So if you're a 20-year-old girl, or, or a 24-year-old girl, the first few years you remember, if you're a young woman, you've been free. And now all of a sudden, the Taliban's back in charge. And the suffering, the anguish uh, that they're going through, and they don't talk about it at all. In this country. They don't talk about it at all in the media because they know nobody could take it. They would not be able to take it. And we should have to see it. We should have to see every damn atrocity they're doing to all these people. You know why? Because we are responsible for it. We are responsible for that. Look, I always defended this country all the time and in Nepal, you know, things that were mistakes. We didn't make Kong Delta. You know, this country makes mistakes. But Not this one. Uh, where are we at here? Moral compass of the world, reliability. Yeah, yeah, this Afghanistan, I, I can't get off of that. Uh, it was just everything. Look, folks, the people that came home on those planes and the ones that fell off the planes, uh, they were just the people who could get to the airport. These were not the hand-picked civilians that earned the right to come to our country because they were interpreters or they were our allies, they were boots on the ground, that they helped us in this way or that way or whatever. It wasn't them. We left them behind to get tortured and slaughtered. The dogs yep. were in the crates. 
The dogs were in the crates. They weren't going to be in the cabin. And the arseholes instructed them to leave them there. Now, I don't know if you're a dog lover or not, but that aside, and when you think of the way they treat dogs over there, that aside, these dogs, how many hundreds of thousands of dollars is it to train these dogs? And they're great soldiers. Yep. And they're loyal. And we left them to rot in these crates. Apparently, we've got a call. Well, we're going to do this. Please hold, my friend. Okay, we are going to do this. Uh, Roger, before we let you go for this week, how do we get in touch with you online, social media, everything? Oh, See the parodies, God. all all the stuff. Go to, go to rumble.com and put in Roger Homefield, Jiggy Jaguar. They've been nice enough to put a bunch of shows up there. <laughs> or, or go to YouTube and put Roger Homefield music videos or music. Um, he was right all along at gmail.com. Fantastic. Fantastic. He was right all along at gmail.com would be an email address. Well, Roger, I will talk to you next week. Thank you, sir. It's always a pleasure. Thank you, Jason. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, brother. There he goes. Right. That is Roger Homefield, the fantastic Roger Homefield, joins us this week here on our big, big broadcast.